Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Peter Rosenberg! Shout out to that guy, yeah. The majesty. Oh my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, there's something going on. Friday, July 7th, 2023. The show? That's a cheap heat. The world's number one sports and recreation podcast. That's a cheap heat. Thank you, Shiki Baby. Myself and Ludwig Kaiser. No, no Ludwig Kaiser today. But uh, Troy the Goy is here, and I'm going to check in with, uh, we're going to try to check in with Dipperstein and SGG and see what they have to say. Um, I disconnected Troy. God, Troy has really been, he's really been dealing with nonsense from me. Today has been a nightmare for poor Troy the Goy. Now I reconnected to him. I don't even know if he can hear me. Troy, I hope you're there. I already started about 30 seconds ago. I didn't realize we had disconnected. Oh, great. But don't worry. Don't worry. It's fine. I just started. So, um, Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, as you may or may not be aware, tomorrow is the big day. I am going to do some mailbag today, um, and we'll see if some wrestling comes up as well. Uh, we'll talk some wrestling. Why not? Um, I do. I, I actually have another. Uh, 
first of all, WWE SmackDown's at the Garden tonight. I, I, I truly wish I was able to go. It just seemed too over-the-top nerdy for me to force in a SmackDown the night before my wedding. I considered it, but in the end, opted against. Uh, but also, I wanted to have a conversation about the Max and Adam Cole segment from the other day. Curious for your guys' thoughts, um, whether you loved or hated it, because I am hearing mixed reviews. Uh, my friend Brian Mann was apoplectic about having the number one title in the company, the Triple B, involved in such like a jokey situation. I didn't see it quite the same way. Like I, I hear, I totally hear what he's saying, and I understand why it sparks concern. But I think what they're trying to do with that story is force you. Like there's no way you can believe that, and there's no way Adam Cole would believe that MJF is not a terrible guy. So they're taking you on a journey to get you to possibly believe that Adam Cole could believe. Now, how they do with that, I think remains to be seen. So I can't, I, I don't want, I don't, sorry to go like a, you know, full uh, apologist here with let's wait and see it play out, but like, I want to wait and see it play out. Now, do I have a lot of faith in the powers that be getting this right? And sticking the landing for this uh, thing? No, but I do have a lot of faith in MJF and Adam Cole. And I do think they're interacting, their interaction has been generally really funny. Let's, um, let's see if we can get a hold of Dipperstein. You know he loves himself, so he'll be excited. Oh, let's see. Hello? Hey there, is Brian Dipperstein there? Yes, yes, here he is. Brian? Yes. Hey, I'm calling from the Cheap Heat Wrestling Podcast. Oh, wow. I love wrestling, and it's so great. Yeah. Uh, the, some people refer to the podcast as... That's the Cheap Heat! Are you familiar? That's right. I am, very much so. Um, How can they be of excellent service to you today? Well, first of all... And second of all, how was your trip to uh, visit my man Sebastian down at uh, Proper Cloth? I got to tell you, it was a great experience. I told them that they could easily be competing with any, any custom suit and, and clothing place in Los Angeles if they just opened there. You know, it feels more real than all the other places. That's very funny because you cut the exact same promo when I was with you. You taught you cut the same promo. Yeah. Yeah. I got I got it. Well, you, you have to say you have to say things a million times to beat it into people's heads. Right. You have so. to make them understand. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you had. Yeah, that's right. I'm glad you had a, a pleasant experience. I do want you to know. Since Thank you. You are one of the only people who is already at the hotel. I do want you mm -hmm. to know the gift bags have now arrived. So I, I'd like you to get the, the gift bag. I will get it. Is it, where do, is it at the front desk? It'll be at the front desk. You need to get the gift. Natalie put a lot of work into the gift bag. You got to get the gift bag. I know. I know. I know. She, I was she there put, when she was choosing the items. Oh, it's it, it's the. It's the walkthrough CVS uh, miniature helpful trip items of the sedge. Who doesn't like a travel size anything? Now, do you want to be disgusted with the hotel? Sure. 
my my brother who was going to stay at my apartment tonight decided to get a hotel room and i was like oh, are you sure you want to waste x amount of dollars on the hotel room for tonight and he said actually i just looked right now the rooms are 150 dollars less yeah oh yeah that, they I, just i didn't realize it's like an airline ticket they just they just roll the dice and whatever they feel like charging today, they charge today. Whatever they so, so, so you and us fellow jabronis, we all had to pay one price. But if someone said, I'm not booking Peter's hotel till the last day, they're getting it for $150 cheaper. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, this is like, although, you know, there's a resort fee and a, you know, oh, yeah. fee and a focaccia fee and all the fees, you know? Oh, you got to have so many fees. There are so many fees. Oh, everything's a fee. There's it's fees Rob, all over the place. Rob fee. Everything's a Rob fee. There's Rob fee. There's that fee. Everything. There's a fee for everybody. So, what else do you have planned? I'm. I should be gracing the hotel with uh, our presence. We should be there by three o'clock. Great. I should be finishing up work for the day by then. Fantastic. Well, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, getting together and talking about wrestling? Wow, I love wrestling, and uh, I love being in uh, random hotel rooms in New York City. Oh, you know what you should do? talking about You know wrestling. what you should do right now? What should I do right now? Presumably, your TV will be the same as the TV in my suite. Is there, it's a very large TV. Is there access to, to the TV in any way? Is there an HDMI situation? Is there a way we could watch wrestling tonight? There's in a, yes, you can cast. Yes, you can, uh, you can cast Chromecast. And I, I did it last night. It worked. You did? It worked? Yes, I did. Yes. So we can confirm to watch the cock tonight on the TV. I watched it. I watched the cock last night. Wow. This, oh my God. I watched, I, fact, I watched WrestleMania 5. I watched WrestleMania 5 last night. Wow. And that, and that goes perfect because you said that when you arrived at the hotel yesterday, it's giving you WrestleMania vibes. It is. I, the whole weekend's giving me WrestleMania vibes. I have the same feeling in my, the same like pit in my stomach that I feel excited pit, a great, a positive pit. Oh, uh, only, only I this time. Unlike WrestleMania, you're not just performing at the bar. You're actually performing as part of the show. <laughs> I am. I am confirmed part of the show. Yeah. You're, in fact, I have a conference call with uh, Mr. Uh, DJ E Styles later today to discuss the festivities. What, what you need you need him to get your intro correct i have it all it's all happening oh <laughs> uh, boy are you setting up music for yourself i can't i what do you, do you want to know you're you're i just want to know how much you're putting yourself over that that's what i want i mean do you don't no 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 i mean I just, i'm definitely going over that's for sure just to, okay. just do me a favor remember you the best man speaks after you 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 can't there's like wrestling you can't like bleed and have a cage match and do a you know knock down right, drag right. out 15 run-ins pyro and then afterwards natty has a match with uh with rhea ripley you can't do that well i'm well look, nick may be the best man but i'm the greatest man <laughs> <laughs> just 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 be mindful okay be mindful. I'm couldn't. I am so mindful. You I can't don't even know. imagine the I don't amount know. of I don't, mindfulness. I'm worried now that you're having. Now that you, this requires a pre-show <laughs> conference call with the DJ. Like, why? What? What? Take the fucking microphone and talk. I, I don't understand. Oh, I'm going to be talking. Oh, I know. Look at Look, he's getting nervous now. Good, you should be. I. I why? Why would you want to make me nervous before my wedding? Um, I don't know. I like. I like to see. I like to listen to you squirm. 
<laughs> just let just just do me a favor. In fact, I have to go down and see if your gifts got here. I have to go down to the uh, to the front desk in just, a couple of minutes. Actually, just be mindful, okay? Remember, you're so mindful. You're you you're, will not imagine being a man of mindful. You're the co-main, okay? You're the you, you can't you can't. Kenny Omega is on after you, okay? You gotta you gotta <laughs> know your role, dude. This is a mid-card match. You gotta have a mid-card don't, match. Don't you worry. It's for the IC. It's, it's for the IC title. Um, all right, I'll see. You I couldn't be. I, I couldn't fit any more mindfulness into my brain right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I'll see you in a little while. Exploding with mindfulness. Yeah, no, I can tell. Yeah, I can tell. I, you're, you seem like a very mindful individual. Call me back. Goodbye. But, I mean, Troy, what what could be? Why why would he necessitate a call with the DJ? That just seems like something that Dip would do. Not necessary. Overthinking, over planning, wants to get every last detail right when all these details have already been hammered out, when everyone knows the plan. True, true. That could be the reason, but the reason could be is that he just wants to have a massive entrance. And listen, I just want, I just, I just, listen, my brother has to give the best man speech afterwards. Dip's already a tough act to follow. I think we would all agree. Mm hmm. Without having ever heard Dip give a speech at a wedding, you'd have to imagine he's going to be very good, no? I would think so. Now, my question is, as someone who isn't super familiar with the ins and outs of the wedding process, why is Dip giving a speech at all? Like, this is an untraditional second speech on behalf of the groom, is it not? Um, Are you asking, is it unusual that there's... Yeah, because it isn't just best man and then maid of honor and that's it. Very often there's more. Very, very often there's like, you know, either one other friend or a family member. We're not doing any other family members. Okay. So Dip is the only other person talking. But Dip has become one of my closest friends over the last 10 years and obviously plays a, a major role in my life. So it sort of feels like... A, I, I think his speech will feel like it makes sense to the people who know me really well. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, and 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 Natalie really loves Dip. They have a very close relationship, so um, she's excited to to hear him speak as well. All right, we we've talked a lot about Dipperstein. Now we should uh, get into a mailbag. Um, let's see. Dip just texted me. I have nothing to worry about. He was joking around. He just wants a song as an intro. All right, let's get into a little mailbag, shall we? Mail. Uh, Andrew says, Sweet Pete, G the V, and Dip. First off, congratulations on the wedding. The menu sounded mage, and I can't wait to hear Dip's speech, but weddings can be hectic AF, so I hope you and Natalie get a chance to slow down and enjoy it. Now onto a little fantasy booking. Got a blistering hot booking idea. I would like to get your tease on. I've been cooking this idea since listening to Kaz and Shoemaker dance around it on the Mass Man show. But I think this is exactly how Triple H would book the end of the Bloodline story. After Money in the Bank, I think it's clear we're going to get some sort of Roman versus Uso brother at SummerSlam. But see if this tracks. They use the next month to build a feud between Roman and Solo. Instead of Jay or Jimmy at SummerSlam, it's Solo who gets the pin. This leaves Roman on an island of irrelevance, if you will, where much to Kaz's take, he can become fully unhinged heel. 
This is popping up here and there on Raw and SmackDown, just to wreak havoc. He bodies the Usos, Solo, then Sammy and KO. Heyman stays with him through all of it, but starts to realize he's created a monster. Roman does this all the way to Survivor Series, where it's titled Survivor Series Endgame. Where, get this, it's a five-on-one Survivor Series match. The Usos, Solo, Sammy and KO versus Roman in a Thanos-esque mega battle. Roman is against the idea, but in the lead-up, Heyman books the match with the stipulation that if Roman loses, he forfeits the titles. Heyman sits ringside the entire match. So I guess he didn't lose the titles to Solo. I guess you're saying that was a non-title match? Because didn't you say Solo gets the pin? Okay. Heyman... Oh, oh, and so maybe he's saying it's, I, I just don't understand if you meant Roman goes up against Solo and then loses at SummerSlam. That part confused me because it seems weird to me now that he'd still have the titles. But either way, let's assume he, he has the titles. He says if he loses, he forfeits the titles. Heyman sits ringside the entire match and just cries looking on at his creation getting dismantled. Roman eliminates Sammy, then KO, then Jimmy and Solo. He's almost done it, but he can't get past Jay. Roman gets a second clean pin from Jay and takes some much-needed time off. With the titles vacated, they use it to build the Royal Rumble where the winner will be crowned the new champ, a la Royal Rumble 92. Try and tell me that's not something Triple H would love to book. We get a mega-packed Rumble for all the marbles that sets up every Mania storyline. Cody enters at number one again, odds stacked against him. But when he somehow manages to hold on for a second year in a row and it looks like Cody's about to win, when number 29's music hits... Roman entered himself in the Rumble to reclaim his titles. Crowd goes wild. Roman gets a minute and 30 seconds of offense in on Cody as the crowd sees Cody's chances slowly slipping away when number 30's music hits. If you smell... Oh, this is now we're in full fantasy land now. That's right. Rocky is back. The roof literally pops off. Literally. He dismantles Roman while Cody is in the corner, unable to stand. After a heated exchange... Rock tosses Roman over the top rope and looks on the expression and looks on at expression and looks on expressionless as Roman throws an epic tantrum. Crowd is rabid. Cody's gotten back to his feet. Rock quickly turns around for an epic stare down with Cody. They play to the crowd. Cody looks like he wants to cry. What else does he need to do to win the title that his father never could? Now the icon standing in his way. They start to trade punches. They put on a good show for a few minutes. Roman, still at ringside, interferes. Roman and Rock get tangled, tangled up in the ropes. Cody sees his chance. He looks at the crowd for approval. The crowd goes wild. You're really booking the details, Andrew. This is a lot of detail. They don't want part-time champs. They want Cody. Thank you. Even the, even the mentality of the fans. Cody dumps Rock over. Rock and Roman fight all the way to the back as Cody's music plays out. Cody's crying in the middle of the ring as he's handed the belts. Brandy and Liberty get in the ring. Boys from the back come out to celebrate. Confetti, fireworks. Okay, okay. We get Cody going into Mania as champion, and we get Rock versus Roman in the main event at WrestleMania 40. You have put both Roman and Cody through simultaneous gauntlets, and you set up a post-Mania 40 feud for Cody and Roman with Roman chasing. I may have jumped the shark a little bit with Rock. You did because I don't think it's actually possible. But you could put someone else in that 30 spot, Brock, Jay, Solo, and still get the same outcome. Just wouldn't be as epic a setup for WrestleMania. What are your T's? Andrew from Philly and Jays. Andrew, it was long. It was overly detailed, but it was very, very compelling. 
yeah, the rock thing's not going to happen. I love the end game idea. Listen, I, I tell you, the, the, the Peckerheads ideas are fantastic. The idea of Roman completely losing it and becoming a real heel again, where he's like out of control instead of this measured version of himself. That would be fun. It would be a change. We've been seeing the sort of same very calm plotting Roman for three years now out of his mind. Roman would be a great challenge for him and fun for us to see. Like I said on last on the last episode, I really do feel this is an interesting spot that Roman has found himself in and the bloodline storyline has found himself in because it's been so good for so long. But now what? How do you seal the deal? There's never a way to end the show. I mean, what shows do people love the ending of? Game of Thrones has been getting railed for the last two years. I, I didn't even hate it. You know why? And I know some of you are cringing, and I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, not gonna like, I'm not saying I'm dying on this hill like I'll fight with the world that it was a great episode. But I'll say this about Game of Thrones. As a wrestling fan, I loved that Khaleesi had a monster heel turn at the end of the show. Like, that was interesting to me. I know all the characters were just there together at the end. They tried to tie it up too quickly. We can get into all the reasons why the writers didn't have any more, blah, 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 whatever it is. HBO wanted to end it. They had to squeeze it in. Okay. Regardless, though, I think ultimately people hated the heel turn from Khaleesi and hated the way things got tied up. I didn't hate it. You know why? Because it's hard to tie up a major show. And now we're looking at what has been a, at least a three-year show. If you look at Roman show going back even further, the Roman show goes back, what, 10 years? But at least three years. It's going to be hard for everyone to feel satisfied when we get to the end. How satisfied will you feel? I know people hated The Sopranos ending. I didn't hate it. I was I, The first time I was confused, and then I watched it a second time, and I was like, all right, I get it. Then I, would I really have felt better to see Tony take a bullet? Would it have been realistic to say Tony lives happily ever after? No, they left you wondering. I know David Chase has since come out and said, no, no, he did in fact die. Shut up, Chase. Too late. You can't wait 15 years and then come tell me what you meant. I don't even believe you anymore. Now I'm going with my version. He's not a winner. Thanks, Morris. You're hurting me. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app. 
just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Mail. Natalie, shocking heel turn. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg, the mad statter and not Sipperstein Dipperstein. Today, I decided to take a long run from my house in Williamsburg into Manhattan. Wow, that is a long run. I took the Williamsburg Bridge and got the bright idea to run all the way back across the Manhattan Bridge. I'm 6'3 and 275 pounds, so this was no easy 6.5-mile task. Dude, I don't care how much you weigh. On a summer day running those bridges, I'm good. Give me the Peloton. Like always, I put on my favorite podcast. I was in a zone and just running, albeit poorly, trying to get my ass home in the horrible, horrible situation when the Natalie heel turn happened. And then when she finally made her way back to the mic for her official, hey guys, did you miss me? I finally felt the heel turn. Normally, I'm super pumped for her stop-ins to the show. But as I crossed the Manhattan Bridge onto J Street, I pictured an evil Natalie in the middle of the ring with her anti-Vicky Guerrero-esque, hey guys, and I realized the heel turn was complete. I hated everything she said. The heel turn was real, and it was fantastic. I felt even worse since it was her wedding weekend, but I ran home through the Brooklyn Navy Yard, past Domino Park, and crafted this whole email in my head. Natalie had inadvertently become the heel of the cinch. All joking aside, love you all on the show, and thanks for accompanying me on my runs. Funny name drop story. I was at lunch at Peter Luger's with Fat Joe a couple weeks ago, picture on my Instagram, at worldfamousdub, and I legit told him about my fandom for you and your wrestling knowledge and how you're a great guy. I am happy, I am happy to see you starting a new family with a wonderful woman hated by me and kayfabe after a few years. Following you and your crew for what seems like forever, I was sad when your first marriage ended as it seemed it really hurt you, but Natalie made the save. And even though she's now a dastardly heel, I'm very thankful to have you all, including SGG and Dip, on my airwaves every week. Go crush it this weekend. Tell everyone to stay mage and enjoy yourself. J-Dub in the city. Well, that heel is sitting off to the side staring at me right now looking crazy-eyed. What'd you say? Do you hear that? Now, here's the part of the story. In your name drop, uh, this is the part that you left out, that my constantly addicted to everything validation-needing brain needs. When you, when you told Fat Joe the story, what did he say about me? You had, to, you had to tell me if Fat Joe then put me over. I was hoping you'd say, and Fat Joe said, you're a great guy. Thank you for that, uh, Justin. Great message. Callous Appreciation Society. Mail. Natalie, do you uh, want to say hello on the pre-wedding episode, or she's slowly getting up and walking towards the mic, wearing a shirt that says Mrs. Rosenberg. Wait, she walked out. She just walked right out, and Rocky ran after her. 
Her and her heelish Maltese. Oh, my God. Shabbat shalom, cheap heat fam. We bemoan the lack of storytelling in AEW. The company looks lost most of the time when it tries to lead characters. But Don Callis has always been the North Star. His mic work carried the elite in year one and added much-needed comedy to their feud with the inner circle. Since then, he's transitioned from campy to cruel while still being hilarious. Aesthetically, he's perfect as for this look as anyone. The flamboyant suits, the bedazzled loafers, the rosy sunglasses, fake Rolex, the Carnaba waxed forehead, and that I just boned your sister smile. <laughs> Clearly, he loves the forehead scar Moxley gave him. He's acting more devilish than MJF these days. Plus, he he's he has compensated vitally for Kenny Omega's complete disinterest in developing a character. I'm sure you're all too busy cutting weight for the wedding, but Callus is getting booed at ground-shaking decibels. Actually, I watched Callus' promo this week with Jericho. Truly enjoyed it. The Canada crowds are rivaling the booze for Dom Mysterio. Callus, one of the only guys who has stayed in character for three years, and by far, he's the funniest. He's Paul Heyman and Jace. I did not know of Callus before AEW, so this is all I know of him, and he cracks me up. Thanks, and Mazel Tov on the wedding, Peter. Hunter from Houston. I completely agree. I didn't really know Don Callis prior to this either. Like, he was a name I knew, but I really didn't know his character at all and what he was in the business. And I was absolutely ready to hate. You know, I, anyone who has a microphone who's not a wrestler, I always think should just be me. He, Callis is awesome. Been really, really good. I don't think he's even Heyman at Jace. I mean, like, he, he yes, it's kind of the definition of Heyman at Jace, but, like, character-wise... He offers something that Paul doesn't offer. They're both very over the top, but Callis's character, I feel like, offers a little bit more nuance these days, a little bit more realism. The Heyman character with Roman has developed into a very Batman sort of character. You know what I mean? Like, they're really in that sort of territory of, like, hardcore movie villain. I do think Don Callis gives you a little bit more old school wrestling nuance. Um, obviously, he does not have the legacy and, and status or any of the history of greatness that Paul E. has, but he's really, really good. Nick writes us and says, male. Hey, guys, first off, Pete, congrats on the wedding. Such an exciting time. And through the podcast, I feel like myself and all the Peckerheads are in some way, shape or form guests at the big day. So we're excited for you. On to wrestling because wrestling is great and we love wrestling. WWE just announced that the PLE payback will be in Pittsburgh Saturday, September 2nd. So just want to take a shot in the dark and see if you would be there. And if so, could there be a Labor Day weekend heat and greet? Pittsburgh isn't far from Philly. That's eh, kind of far. And I know there's a few nonstop semi-turbulent flights from LA. So I th thought I'd throw it out there. Anyways, love the pod. Keep doing what you do and stay mage. P.S. Shouts to SGG. I met him in Nashville during SummerSlam. Weekend and outside the GCW show last year. Great guy. I doubt anyone's coming to Pittsburgh but me. That said, I'd be open to a heat and greet if we actually heard from a few people in Pittsburgh who wanted to do it. And since you mentioned SGG. Hello? Hey, is that guy Greg there? Yo, what's going on, P? Hey, this is Peter Rosenberg from the Cheap Heat Podcast. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing good. What's going on over there? Nothing. We're just uh, do we just did some mailbag. We spoke to Dipperstein, who had just left uh, proper cloth and was um, 
setting up, trying to set up with DJE Styles to get his his theme music correct for the um, best man speech tomorrow. <laughs> for his non-best man speech tomorrow. <laughs> you know what it is? is end up. You know what it is? It's not. He, he's not giving the best man speech. He's giving the great guy speech. Uh, exactly. Exactly. You know, his theme music may end up being longer than the speech. Depending yeah. on what he picks. I mean, listen, and you never know. Listen, Dip's telling us what the number is going to be. Let's wait. When he looks out in the crowd and sees, you know, the the people appreciating him, I, I don't know. He could last forever. And he might do one of those deals. He might go full Steve Austin where, like, music plays at the beginning and then it plays for another five minutes on his way out. Yeah, he might go full Seth Rollins is what it's sounding like. Oh, and, and have the crowd sing along? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, SGG, I just read an email from a guy named Nick who said that he met you in Nashville during SummerSlam weekend outside the GCW show and that you're a great guy. Oh, I think I remember Nick, actually, too. I was actually to, I think, meet up with you after, after the show. Oh, wow. I out, hung around, waited for, waited for Uber, and then... Um, See, that's how you know you're a great guy. You rem- you actually remember Greg in Nashville. That's what makes you special. Actually, while I have you here, you'll you'll appreciate this story. Um Yesterday, I walked outside with uh, Baron Rocky, and I okay. I see a, a gentleman, like a white-haired gentleman with a, a Maltese that looks very cute, and we start uh, exchanging Maltese conversation. It's not uncommon for Maltese people to start talking. Yeah, yeah, because once you, once you see a, a fellow traveler, so to speak, you know, uh, yeah, you, know that you're in the convo. It's like, it's like the nod when you see some when you see somebody you give the nod let them know and then <laughs> yes much like the black nod is the maltese convo that is correct exactly and exactly. and so we started having a conversation and poor bear no conversation about corgis this is all maltese talk and uh bear's chilling rocky's chilling he and the guy's like oh this one's 11 but i have three other maltese's and he's sort of like making fun of himself a little bit for how he ran into this many maltese's and i i am I'm I'm thinking this guy is sort of unusually charismatic and interesting to talk to and right. and looks very familiar. And I I'm like I think I know who this is, but he looks a little different. But I said uh so after 5 minutes of conversation about Maltese's and things of that sort, I stick out my hand and I go, "Hey, I'm Peter, nice to meet you. What's your name?" And he says, "Keith." And I go, well, by God, it is Keith Olbermann. What? And, and and me and Keith Olbermann are just having a good old Maltese conversation. I said, I think we're in the same business, Keith. He said, what do you do? I said, I'm about to uh, <laughs> about to go on the Michael K show. And he said, oh, well, I've known Michael K for you know 35 years. I said, yeah, no, I know you have. And uh, we chatted, chatted, chatted. He had no idea who I was. Just had a good old normal regular guy chat, and then he emails me last night with all this Maltese information. <laughs> You're in now. You're in the Maltese naughty now. I guess so. And, and, and by the way, and he tells me there's like a whole Maltese Illuminati in my building. I didn't even know about. He doesn't live in my building, but he was visiting he someone, knows. and he he knew. Yeah, because he's in the he's in the Illuminati. How old is Keith Olbermann? So, That's the question. What do you think? Like 65, maybe? Let's go, let's say 65. 64. 60, okay, yeah, because I know he did like the Sports Center 
ESPN a lifetime ago. That was like the nineties. Yeah, I mean that was a MSNBC run. And long MSNBC. He's yo, he's honestly, I mean, a lot of people give me credit for for the crossover moves into different places. He really did though a pretty legendary switch up. Yeah. Like from sports into politics, and like, like heavy, really went into politics. Like he did. Let's see, Sports Center. He started Sports Center in 1992. Um, wow. And then in 1999, he joined Fox Sports Net to start a new show. Probably got himself a bag. Of course, he left Fox Sports in 2001. Went to ABC Radio. In 2005, he returned to ESPN Radio doing an hour, co-hosting an hour of the Dan Patrick Show. On April 16, 2007, he was named co-host of Football Night of America on NBC. He did that until 2010. Then and he then just made a switch. Well, it's a countdown with Keith Olbermann. Like on NBC. That's, that's the politics show. Yeah, so key, the, the, that, that started in 2003. So he was able to hustle both for a while. And then I think it just got too crazy. In November 2008, it was announced that Oberman signed a four-year contract extension worth an estimated $30 million. Wow. And then, and then I think it got too hard, the balancing of politics and sports i think got really tough well yeah because those about the psychotic crazy people that will listen to sports talk radio and like will go at you for your opinions on that and then think about keith and the way he expresses his opinions and then, and then think about that on top of inserting yourself in that state blue state beef it's a political commentary. It's a lot. It's too, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's become it's become it. too hard. To yeah, it's become too hard to navigate if you're really. I mean, that was what's sort of satisfying about my uh, my anti-racist rant the other day, because I was able to have express an important opinion, but it didn't actually touch politics. Right. People could claim it's political. It's not. That's not politics. What, I, what that conversation about racism was not politics. Anti-racism no. is not politics. That's not a political view. No. Um, SGG, I just want to check in. When, what's your plan for tomorrow? So are you are you in New York yet? No, we're not in New York yet. I'm actually we're still in Philly, uh, working on some things over here. We're going to drive out in the morning so we can be there, get ready, um, be, be in attendance for. Uh, it's party this summer. No disrespect to SummerSlam. Yeah, no, the party. No disrespect. And we have a big poster with Triple H and Shawn Michaels making hot dogs. Exactly. It's uh, hitting a frog splash on a shark. <laughs> exactly. Brock F5ing a shark. It's all there. Um, yeah. All right, 7.30. I'll see you around 7.30, 8 o'clock tomorrow. Well, I'll, you'll be there at 7.30. I'll see you around 8 o'clock. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Any, Congratulations. Any, any words of advice yeah. as, as a recently married man? Any words of advice? I'm still learning, so I'm not even in the position to, to give give any advice. I won't even pretend. That's the best advice you could give. Yeah, I'm not even gonna get on a get on a high horse or anything. 
All right, SGG. Talk to you tomorrow, buddy. All right, see you tomorrow. Love you, There he is. SGG. He's not a winner. No, no, no. I meant I didn't mean that. That's the cheap I meant heat. That. I meant that. Um, shouts to SGG. A uh, couple. Uh, should I do a couple quick more emails? Mail. Uh, let's see. Quick solo Sokoa fun fact, Matthew says. Mazel tov on the wedding. I'll be quick because I know it's a very major important weekend for you. Came across this as I was only, as I was being briefly without a life the other day and Wikipediaing random wrestlers. Did you know Solo Sokoa's real name is Joseph Yokozuna Fatu? I popped big when I saw it and I had to share it with you. Stay mage, Matt. P.S. Been a listener since the Shoemaker days. Truly inspiring to see your journey over this time period. It's truly been the story behind the story of the pod, and I think it's one of the magic sauces that have made it so enjoyable and relatable. Congratulations. I hope this weekend is Bed Bath & Beyond. First of all, I hope you weren't worked because it was Wikipedia, and that's actually his name. Second of all, thank you so, so much. I, I really, you know, I hadn't ever thought about it that way. I really hadn't, but I think you're right. Like, I guess, I guess like the, the Rosenberg redemption story is sort of the story behind the story. Like Dip always talks about, like the big, what's the big overarching storyline? That sort of is the storyline of Cheap Eat. I don't know. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I talk about this stuff on one app a lot. But for some reason, I feel like I've went on this journey with you guys and girls in the, in the Cheap Eat universe the most. I don't know exactly why. Hey, Miss Hatton, do you want to say anything before the episode ends? Or are you full heel and you talk when you want to talk? Hey guys, did you miss me? Is that a face turn? Are you back? Do you think I'm back? Do you think I'm back right now? We're not married. This is, the, you're already locked in. The wedding's tomorrow. That's it. This is the real me you're dealing with right now. So no, we're not back. I don't know what back you're referring to. Uh, she's giving me full fingers in the air. She does this thing. Natalie does this thing. She takes her four fingers and her and her thumb almost like she's being Santino and doing the the thing like she puts it together like she's going to come attack me all right well i guess she's still a heel thanks a lot guys mail still getting still getting people complaining about the discord troy let's make sure we get the discord in there one more time that it's working yeah it just expired Every time I put a link in, it expires after seven days. So if you're trying to access ah. that link post, yeah, it's, it's not a me issue, all right? Greetings. I've been a fan of the show since the pandemic was in full bloom. Love your show. Question about the reception. Let's say your reception is happening. You and Natalie are about to have your first dance. What's the one entrance you do not want to hear from an invited guest? Like cult of personality, the game, voodoo child. Who's voodoo child? Am I a bad... Wrestling, wrestling fan? Um, let's see. I'm upset that I don't know what song that is. Oh, the Jimi Hendrix vehicle? Who uses this again? Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize that was this. Yeah, that would be not good. Um, call to personality be no good. Oh, what would be the worst one? I think the scariest thing you could hear would be this. 
terrifying. Natalie would pop though. She wouldn't even be scared. Um, you know who would who who would scare me? Oh my god. You know who'd scare me? Uh, l- legit still scares scares me. I'm the boogeyman. And I'm coming to get you. By the way, you know what would be so mage about this? Is that Booker T and Charmel are gonna be there? <laughs> That would scare me. The boogeyman would scare me. All right, what what about flip side? What music would like pop you though to hear? What if this happened though? You're um if anyone has any reason to believe that this couple should not be wed, please speak now or forever hold your peace. Um, that would be mage. That would be very mage. Now, you realize now I could sit here and do this for an hour. Just think of what random yeah, themes. No more, please. We can't play music on podcast. What if it's just 10? You can't play 10 seconds. I think like eight is the cutoff. All right. All right. You can just do eight seconds. Oh, yeah. Just make sure you get to the good part. Like with Kane, make sure they hear the big part. <laughs> and with Vince, make sure you hear the good part. The When the beat comes in, you get the idea. All right, guys, I think I should call this a day. There are more emails, of course, and we appreciate all of you guys. Thank you for that one, Harold in L.A. Who also says, how about some love for an onion bagel? It's not for me. I don't want the onion on my finger. I don't really want the onion breath. I'm good. All right, fine. Last one. Jacob says he has the wedding question of the cinch. Mail. Been listening since the Grantland days. Hearing you get ready for your wedding a week from this Saturday. <laughs> now it's this Saturday. Um, made me think back to wanting to incorporate some wrestling into my wedding day. My plan to have HBK's sexy boy music as my entrance music was quickly shot down. My wife and I settled on throwing up a few two sweets and some pictures. I found out after the fact that none of these pictures made the wedding album. Check out the sample pick below. Uh, it's a picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, we met at a house show in Westchester circa 2017, back when you were too sweeting and too sweeting up a storm in every picture. I was the guy that told you I love Don LaGreca, Don LaGreca's OG's Oh No Drop. You would rep NWO and picks with fans, with a life and without, wrestlers, rappers, athletes. When and why did you stop? I still do it occasionally. Um, and by the way, he says... uh. As we all know, NWO is for life, just like this marriage. So the question is, will you and Mrs. Hatton forego the traditional kiss after the I do's and throw up your Kevin Nash and Scott Hall two sweets? The idea didn't work at my wedding, and I'm hoping it works at yours. All the best, Jacob. No, Jacob, that's a bridge too far also. Although Natalie is really up for whatever, but I think we're going to go go for the kiss. We do have a little something planned there, but uh, I will share on next week. Um, I stopped throwing up the two sweets because it just started to feel corny, especially like... Once I started working in WWE for a while, it just sort of like became like it's someone else's thing. It's so many other people thing people's things. Um, now, if I'm not mistaken, it looks like, and I I apologize if I'm culturally dropping the ball on this, but it appears like in the picture that you and your beautiful bride are dressed in like traditional Japanese wedding garb. Is what it looks like, and and so they're both wearing like these robes. She's wearing a red one with like a gold sash thing, and he's wearing black. And then he's just throwing up a two sweet completely by himself. 
Good for you, man. Way to hold it down, Jacob. Um, guys, uh, this is like a, I'm like uh, getting choked up just to saying this on the podcast. I appreciate all of you so very much uh, in the cheap heat universe, especially the those of us who come on the journey every week for there's something going on Fridays. Truly appreciate all the well wishes. I promise you moving forward, don't have to send me congratulations anymore. Fine, maybe next week. But after that, it's over. We move forward in life and start this next chapter that Natalie and I are so excited about. Um, hopefully, she will not be heel Natalie permanently. Um, but really, you guys have all made her feel incredibly welcome in this world, and that means a lot to both of us. So we appreciate all of you. Uh, Troy, appreciate all of your hard work as always. Um, I will. We will report back on what Dip does. And what everyone else does. We're going to play the speech on the show. Oh, yeah. You'll hear the speech on Tuesday. The greats and near greats will be reported on. We'll have it all for you next week. All right? Uh, stay mage. Take it easy and enjoy yourself. I'm definitely going to. And then I went to makeup and, like, sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage.